Welcome to Career Passport, a podcast where we learn about different roles and departments at Starbucks. I'm your host, Donna Ewan, and on this episode, we are excited to have the product team with us. Specifically, we have Amy Wang, who is the product manager of Core Food and Beverage. Amy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Donna. We are so excited to have our first marketer on the show today. And so could you actually tell us why you decided to have marketing as a profession? For sure. So my path to marketing wasn't exactly linear. I was an English major before I switched over to business and thought for a long time that I was actually going to pursue a PhD in literature. But in making that switch, I found that there were quite a few transferable skills between the two disciplines, especially as it related to storytelling and effective communications. And what drew me to marketing was that it truly is part art and part science and involves the use of both your left brain and right brain in equal measure. I also knew too that I wanted to understand the fundamentals of what it takes to run a business and marketing allows for this because it isn't just about advertising, it also does involve category and portfolio management as well. For sure. You actually mentioned that your time studying English literature served you really well in your career. So can you actually tell us what was your source of passion behind storytelling and also reading? I think my love for reading really stems from my childhood. I immigrated to Canada at the age of five with my parents and at the time didn't understand or speak a single word of English. But luckily enough for me, my mom was able to find a job at our local library and I would basically just tag along whenever she would go to work. As you know, Donna, because there's not much to do at a library besides, you know, (laughs) pick up a book. I think my propensity to read was really just a product of my environment at the time. But I also think that it was driven by my own will, because even at the age of five, I could sense that I was really behind the other kids. And so I really just wanted to catch up and learn the language as quickly as possible. And my vehicle for that was reading. That's awesome. So clearly you're super driven. Could you actually tell us a little bit about your career journey so far? Out of school, I worked for a consumer packaged goods company. I started off in retail. I then moved to sales and ultimately specialized in brand management. After a few years there, I saw a job posting for the product manager position at Starbucks and I applied. At the time, I knew I wanted to get closer to the consumer and then also work at a place that owned the physical locations in which it sold its products. Beyond the work itself, though, it actually ended up being the people I met as part of the process, as well as the culture of Starbucks, which you and I both know is incredibly unique and really special, that led me here. It's funny that you actually started your career in retail and now you're back in the retail industry. Could you actually tell us a little bit more about your experience? Yeah, so my job at the time was to ensure that our product assortment looked really good on shelf, whether this meant me stocking items from the back room or conducting product audits or even selling an incremental display at different customers of ours like Loblaws or Walmart. For the first few months though, Donna, I just remember having the hardest time selling in any display units and it definitely wasn't for lack of effort on my part. And I felt so down about it because all the other retail reps around me were having tremendous success selling in like 10 or 20 units at a time. But then ironically enough, it was the moment I stopped trying so hard to sell things in and then just focused on delivering um, consistent value to each of these stores every day that in turn, the store managers got to know me better and then started approaching me for display units. And I think that experience really just taught me the importance of prioritizing meaningful connection versus just the sale. And I'm really grateful to have learned that lesson so early on in my career. That's really awesome. I'm really glad that we got to learn more about you and your career journey. And we'd also love to learn more about the product team specifically. 
Can you tell us a little bit about your key responsibilities as a product manager and even how your work shows up in stores? Definitely. So I consider myself really lucky to work with an incredible team. There are currently nine of us managing a national product portfolio, and our focus is really just on ensuring that when our customers walk in through our stores every day, there is something across beverage, food, lobby, and at-home coffee that they will be drawn towards. And so on our team, we have two subject matter experts who lead product development and analytics and insights respectively. And then the rest of us, we focus on the core and seasonal product portfolio. So our key responsibilities really concern the overarching product lifecycle from setting the stage with category strategies to optimizing the assortment down to ensuring the health and longevity of our businesses through performance and operations. And just to bring this to life a bit more, some of our team's most visible projects would include the launch of the Apple Flat White, the Beyond Meat Sandwich, and then most recently, Starbucks Snack Boxes. Your work sounds super fun. A good way to uh, learn a little bit more about your department as an icebreaker is what are some of the most popular products at Starbucks? So for sure, brewed coffee, especially from a unit volume perspective, but we also know that customers really love us and come to us for their espresso favorites. Interestingly enough, though, during COVID, we've really seen product mix change. So now customers are gravitating towards more treat-based platforms like frappuccinos, refreshers, and cake pops. That's awesome. How long does it take to bring a product to life? Anywhere between six months and two years, but the average for us is one year from inception to launch. That's great. From your previous description, we know that there's a lot of strategy and analysis in your role. Tell us something that's surprising about your job that partners might not necessarily think about. So something that I didn't expect about the job, but which I love, is just how hands-on and tactile it is. And what I mean by this is we spend a lot of time tasting things and we're guided by our amazing product developer in Canada. And so through her, I learned about something called a spit cup, which is exactly as it sounds. It is literally (laughs) a cup into which you spit things. And at first I thought I would never need one because I love product tasting so much. But I quickly learned that by your 20th bite of like a cookie or a lemon loaf, you very much need one. It becomes necessary. (laughs) But all this to say that this is a key benefit of working on the product portfolio. Since we're not dealing with software, just changing the sensory experience for our customers becomes really actionable and also really tangible. On that topic of products, this is a great time to integrate a partner question. Hi, my name is Sadaf Anam. I'm a store manager in Toronto. As refreshers are one of our core sales drivers in the summer months, Could you describe the process behind beverage development? With any product innovation, it always begins with a brief for us. And refreshers are especially interesting because they operate on a two-year innovation cycle led out of the US. So product would essentially lead the briefing process to the team, detailing exactly what is in play and out of play from a features and benefits perspective. From there, leadership of the project actually changes hands depending on the stage it's in. There's a huge R&D and sourcing focus as refreshers require two unique components. There's the freeze-dried inclusions as well as the refresher juices. And so at this stage, there's a lot of tasting work and iteration being done. But then once you get to what's called a final concept, you would then work to validate that all of your assumptions can actually hold true from costing all the way down to final formula. And then in the last mile, all of the cross-functional teams would lean in to support, but product would actually help with forecasting the initial demand curve just to ready the teams for production and launch. This really explains why it takes about that year to bring that product to life. 
And on that note about your team, we're really curious to know what are some of the key skills you look for in new people who join your team? The top two skills that come to mind for me are strategic foresight and grit, which I would define as just having a growth mindset and being resilient. Within product, we are often inundated with data from many different sources. And so we focus a lot on distilling what is most critical and essential from that data. And then a lot of our work is about converting insights to strategy as well. So being able to put together these disparate pieces of the puzzle is quite important. And then I mentioned grit because we often have to work with ambiguity. Our decisions are rarely made with perfect information. And so what becomes necessary is being able to look at a complex problem that is frequently bound by time, investment or resource constraints, and then coming to an alignment fairly quickly within our teams. That's awesome. For partners who might be interested in joining this team, at this current moment, there's no open rules. So what is the best way for partners to get in touch if they wanted to get to know more about your role and team as a whole? I love this question. Um, I would say everyone on my team is an active workplace user. So please don't hesitate to reach out if you see anything that piques your interest and you wanna learn more about a specific role. I also know that partner emails are also on Workplace, so if you see someone specifically with a role that seems really interesting that you want to learn more about, please do get in touch. For sure. I would say it's uh, you never know until you try, and it's always a good note to follow up within a week in case someone's really busy and hasn't had the chance to get back to you. And as we wrap up this episode, Amy, for those partners who are really passionate about marketing and they really want to launch their career here, what would be a piece of advice that you have for these partners specifically? I'll pass on some advice that I received from a friend that I found to be really valuable, which is to run small tests on your own. This is really useful because you effectively can then turn your theory into application and your personal passion into projects. And how you do this is you can reach out to small businesses or nonprofits that need help around you and just ask them if you can run those tests for them. It could be anything from a small scale SEO campaign to helping them out with their forecasting. But in so doing, not only will you be able to better support the community around you, but you also can then discover importantly, if you actually like doing these things and then develop more confidence along the way. And I just think it becomes a virtuous cycle that minimizes the upfront investment that you have to make, but then allows you firsthand experience within marketing. That's a really clever strategy. I think this is also a great point to plug in partner networks, that there's always partner network rules that partners can apply for to get that extra experience as well to differentiate them as a person and a candidate. With that, Amy, thank you so much for being on Career Passport today and sharing about the product team. It's been awesome to learn more. Thank you for having me on, Donna. This was really fun. And that wraps our episode for today. Tune in next month for a new episode. I'm Donna Ewan, and this is Career Passport.